how it is. Hold on. Yeah. What do guys like? Mm, porn. <laughs> no, I mean, if you were going to go on a date with a woman, how would you want her to act? Like she was in a porn. Well, I'm the ghetto's answer to Trump. Girl, scream like I'm Keith. Don't worry about it, Keith. A first class ticket to Pucka Pucka. Real name Christopher. Watch me set it off like Vivica. Can you please avoid using the word fuck in every sentence? I think so, babe. We're not in Brooklyn anymore. I'm the DJ. All I want to know is why I'm DJ Playboy. Had a party and didn't invite me. I mean, I like the party. Did I like a party? Minutes of adult conversation, we both go home. So where you finna go? I'm finna go to my fucking store all day, fucking talk about what they do, bitch. Increase the noise pollution as soon as I land in. It's perfect timing, yeah. Check out my podcast, Perfect Talk Podcast. Take that Wilt, you know what I'm saying? He scored like 50 touchdowns in high school. He's probably one of the funniest dudes I know, too, you know what I mean, on top of everything else. It's my dog, Keith. Put me on the court and I'm trouble, man. Last week, fucked around and dropped a triple-double. Russell, you already know. Russell Westbrook style, man. Girl, scream like yeah. I'm Keith. How's it going, bro? I'm good. Can't complain. It's a good weekend. It's a good week. You know what I'm saying? Good week for the Democratic Party, people in blackface. <laughs> people raping people raping people. That's, that's we just yeah. <laughs> so we'll, we'll talk about that. That's where we're at. Yeah, it's 2019. Yeah. Pe- they just started it off with a bang. People got minstrel sweaters. <laughs> My lord. <laughs> what else, right? What else? What else? It's only February. What else could they do? <laughs> yeah, man. Your your favorite gangster rapper. That nigga's from goddamn Burlington. From fucking uh. <laughs> New, New Staffordshire, watching watching soccer games and shit. Man. Watching football games, <laughs> where to him the goat is Pele or Ronaldo or some shit. One of your favorite actors just taking out black bastards. Or <laughs> yeah, oh man! At, at least one wanting to at a certain point in his life, and another wild dude from the UK mm-hmm. out there trying to beat black people up with crowbars. Man, this is. This is this 2019, dog. It's, it's that time. That's why we do what we do, man. Just cause, quite something. Yeah. How you been though, man? How's, how was your week? I know it was uh, Super Bowl Sunday last week. Valentine's coming up this week, so we smack dab in the middle. All Star coming up right after that. How you living? Oh, yeah. I mean, this week has just been anxiety over all the aforementioned. We just came off of Super Bowl, so it's like, damn, no football. Then right when I'm in the middle of that anxiety, it's like, oh shit, I gotta buy something for Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. And then I gotta I gotta do a work thing in the evening before Valentine's, and I like to be well rested for big days, even if the day ain't big for me. If it's big for somebody else, I like to be well rested because you know there's gonna be a frenzy around, and I don't do good on little sleep. 
as I'm getting older, yeah, I'm, I'm starting to embrace that idea myself. Like I used to be a frat boy, <laughs> up all night type life, party lifestyle. Now I'm like, nah, fuck it, man. I start feeling a little drowsy. I'm like, all right, it's time to time to call it a night. Yeah, man, I got a plan, shit. My boy, he hit me like to, um like ten ten o'clock on a Friday night. Like, yo, man, let's 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 head out. And I'm like. Damn, dog. I'm in my jammies already, man. I've been in my jammy for, jammies for three hours at this point. My shit's been on since 7 p.m., dog. I, I, I took my melatonin. <laughs> I thought it was just me, too. I thought it was like, I, I need to know shit up good like a couple days in advance. It's impromptu. <laughs> Let's just go do some shit. It's not working for me either, man. You're right. I could maybe do 12 hours in advance, but one hour, two hours, that ain't going to work. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, like, I don't got to shape up or nothing. I have to, like, shape my head or whatever. You uh, you cut your own hair? Yeah, I haven't cut my own hair for years because when I went to college, I never found nobody I trusted. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like if you go out in the suburbs of wherever, Albany, New York, or, well, Albany is is a city, but I went to Stony Brook, so that that's like a real suburb. So I have to, I don't know where to find a barber. And then like you know, every campus got a couple dudes who cut hair. None of them was good to me, that that I found, so I just cut my own shit. That's good, man. I'm sure you saved a ton of money doing that. Oh yeah, I saved ton yeah, I saved tons of money. Then um now I moved out to Jersey and now I rock a baldy. So for the most part, like every like maybe once a month I go in for like a an adjustment. Mm-hmm. I fine tune them, but for the most part. It's um yeah. it's I like my barber, he's real cool. And, and, and not only is he just like a decent barber, he's like a good therapist in terms mm-hmm. of just someone cool to talk to. And it's funny though, like um I don't know, I guess if that's what the way people cut their hair nowadays or or uh if it's just his personal preference, but like he does, he leaves my mustache kind of thick, and it's it's all me. I should definitely say something to him at the time, you know what I mean? Because they hand you a mirror before it's all done, and mm-hmm. he's always, and for some reason I'm always either caught up in the conversation or caught up in like I'll, he gives me the mirror. The first thing I'm looking at, you know, the hairline, the, the 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 cut and everything like that, and I always forget to like see what he did with my mustache. If he didn't narrow it out or or if he just kept it like like thick, and then like I'll come home and be like, damn, I forgot to. <laughs> I forgot to have him shape up the mustache the right way. So it's funny. Like, I started just doing it myself. And, um, I, yeah, no, it, it, other than that, though, I think it, it's – I couldn't do the whole cut my hair thing. I just – I never reached that that point. I think mm-hmm. I've even considered it because uh, a lot of my buddies do it. I think all all three of my closest friends might might be might do it. But uh, – They I, white? Oh, uh, no, I met you, uh, Speck, and, and Rick. <laughs> oh, Rick got a baldy, too. So, yeah. But, I mean, but yeah, I, I, when I had, like, a Caesar – Cause I now would only do seasons. I'll get like a decent, yeah. some decent clippers, and I always have my Andis T liner. I think but, Spec uh, cuts his own hair. I'm pretty sure Spec cuts his own hair. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, um, that's funny. I have the reverse problem where I want my barbers to keep my mustache thick, thick but every time I go, they give me some old Spanish ass mustache, <laughs> like thin to the lip type shit, and I'm like, yo, it make it make the gap between my nose and my upper lip look mad long, son. <laughs> I'm like, yo. I'm like, yo, keep my shit thick. I got to tell him, like, yo, bit, like, I just need, don't touch my shit up so much. But you kind of forget, it, right? You kind of forget in the moment, like, that you, you know what I mean? You you know he's doing something in that area, but you're not even thinking about it, you know what I mean? Nah, I be thinking about it. I be like, yo, I tell him before, I, I want to keep I want to keep my mustache real thick on some Isaac Hay shit. Uh-huh. And not, uh, not Isaac Hay, it was um, Marvin Gaye shit. <laughs> and I be like, yeah, so just, like, just take, like, the extra, like, dirty hairs off the, like, below my nose but don't really shave my shit down then i feel them going closer and closer to my lip and i look i'm like yo man i said this is your idea of barely touching it <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> but anyway man because i'm looking 14 again nigga. <laughs> yeah man 
<laughs> nah, my yeah, like you said, that, yeah, it's the opposite effect for me. I, I, I leave with it too thick, and I feel like I look like the pops from uh, Sister Sister. Uh, <laughs> 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 Good word. Nah, that's the shit I want, man. I want, I want the, the the pops from Sister Sister shit. Word up. And he got me looking like 1956 Little Richard out here. <laughs> I don't want that shit. Yeah, man. How was uh, how was the Super Bowl? You you predicted the right uh, the right winner. Yeah, son, that that particular Super Bowl with a quarterback like Jared Goff, Jared Goff, that's easy, simple, man. Mm-hmm. Be- Bel- Belichick is gonna make this guy look incompetent. Jared Jared, uh, Jared <laughs> Goff, he's good, but like Bill Belichick, good. That's 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 simple, man. And they say Bill Belichick takes out the best player on your team. Guess who he took out? Sean McVay. Imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, a little, you know, a little Aaron Donald at the beginning of the game, they was running it, running it right down his chest mm-hmm. to kind of try to neutralize him, try to bang him out a little bit, pause. Then he tossed Brady to like the side like a rag doll. They were like, all right, <laughs> let's, yeah. let's double team this man. Yeah, and but think about that shot. Like they, the, the Patriots would do some shit. They would line up, but then 15 seconds come when they shut off the headsets from the coach to the quarterback, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. they would switch their shit up real quick. That's gangster. That's brilliant. And Jared Goff is, you know, he's a freshman, and this game is for live men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly, man. He try, he tried to turn the microphone back on. Like, hold on, hold on, <laughs> hold on, hold on, nigga. What was what, what this? What? I ain't seen this shit. But what? Sean, you there? Hello. You looking at Hello? the sideline on some college shit? Like, hold the signs up. What y'all doing? You heard? <laughs> nigga, <laughs> nigga, hold, call him back when you there. Hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> But now you uh you just chill with wifey or you go, you go to a party? What you do for the Super Bowl? Nah, nah, I was I was in the crib with wifey. Wifey was doing her thing and she just came in for the um the commercials mm-hmm. and the halftime show. Any good ones? Any good commercials? I didn't. I I seen a couple, but nothing from nothing good or crazy from what I seen. And I've heard people say they were a little lackluster. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I mean, they 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 weren't as good as like previous years. Like there was no. You know, Budweiser frogs moments or nothing like that. But um, they had one. The Bud actually speaking of Budweiser, Budweiser had a tough one where you know they have that um like medieval shit with the dilly dilly and all that. Yeah, they mixed in them dilly dillies with um Game of Thrones. Like they did a mashup. I did see that, that one. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, that was extra dope. But um, yeah, I mean that's the one that stood out to me. There were a few good ones. I kind of like. I saw some blog trashing on the one with um Steve Carell with Michael Scott. Cardi B and and uh, Lil John, I think that was Pepsi. Yeah, um, I liked it, but from a commercial standpoint, I guess I couldn't remember if it was Coke or Pepsi, but I think it was Pepsi. It was. It was definitely Pepsi because I just looked at it a second ago, actually. But it was definitely good. Uh, I like Michael Scott in it. He tried to do the okra thing and. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no. Nah, um, yeah, Google had a couple good ones with the text. There's a Google. No, no, I'm sorry. T-Mobile. T-Mobile had a, a couple good ones with the text conversations. Oh yeah, that was that. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And, yeah. yeah, so you know, Super Bowl was cool. Yeah. Halftime show was was uh was weak, but I but I didn't want to judge it because I just don't flex with Maroon Five like that. So I'm like, I find I find it to be extremely whack. But maybe that's just because I don't I ain't feeling them like that. You know yes, what I'm saying? The yeah. Travis Scott shit was cool just because I like the song, but that was lackluster to me. Yeah. Big boy. I realized that nigga was there. That nigga just, yo, it was. It's like when 
you ever work in a building and like you might have a friend who works on another floor and the elevator is going up, but you going down and you just, the ele- elevator opens, you see them right quick, like, what up nigga? Y'all ain't see you in a minute. And then as you're trying to talk to them, the, the elevator just shuts. <laughs> that was big boy. That was big boy, son. That was, it was just like, oh, they go big boy. Oh, <laughs> dungeon family. <laughs> I uh, I actually just seen the performance yesterday. And then, uh, by the time I seen it, everyone was already saying, oh, worst Super Bowl performance ever. I didn't think it was the, I mean, I've seen some bad Super Bowl performances before. It didn't seem that much worse than, uh, what was it, uh, Aerosmith and Britney Spears and... Uh, they didn't see Super Bowl three with Hall and Oates, nigga. They that shit was <laughs> terrible. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it, it it just seemed like all right. Maybe if you didn't like it, if you're not into them, you was gonna like it. it the only thing I will say from like a, a DJ standpoint is the songs did not blend well together. Like whoever decided we're gonna do this set list, mm-hmm. uh, probably could have picked a different order for the songs. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe that's just how Maroon Five concerts are. I don't know. <laughs> it's just like it was. It was what it was. You mean like the beats or the the, the tempo the, wise the, the BPMs? They, yeah, they'd switch it up from like the the Travis Scott song to like uh, not even like an upbeat Maroon Five song, but it's like a slow jam. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it just it it, it kind of went all over the place for me in terms of that. But I, I'm I I do like Maroon Five's um like radio songs. I, I don't I couldn't tell you none of their B sides and the album cuts, but like the songs that I do hear on the radio, I do like. So it was noticed. I, I recognized them. I was able to bump my head to them, but it just kind of was like. That wouldn't have been the particular order I probably I would have went with. Other than that, I thought they did all right for themselves. Yeah. Um, it, and it's funny because it was a lot of controversy before that with uh the Maroon Five definitely wasn't the first choice I think the NFL had in terms of performers, and then they also had their own difficulties finding people to perform with them. Well, Rihanna turned it down early on, right? And then I think Cardi B turned it down. Well, she turned down performing with Maroon Five because they they did the song that she's on. And I think oh, okay. To, I see. I see. They want her to appear on the, on, you know, her verse to appear on it, which would have been, I think, pretty dope. But there right. was kind of, I think, and I don't know if Rihanna started it, but there was kind of the narrative, and or Jay Z possibly might have started it when he turned them down a year before, of of I'm I'm standing with Cap means right. I'm not performing at the Super Bowl, which, I, and I could be totally wrong about this. I haven't seen Colin Kaepernick come out and thank anybody, you know, what I'm saying for saying, all right, well, I appreciate what y'all doing, because I think Colin Kaepernick's on the line, like get your money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you, y'all don't got to not perform. He came out and say that? Go ahead, get your money? No, no, no. But I, I haven't heard him come out and say anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like maybe, oh, thank you, Jay-Z. Thank you, Rihanna, for your support. And I could be totally wrong. I just haven't seen anything along those lines. It kind of seems like he's he's still focused on just what he's focused on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, I haven't heard him, like, thank or congratulate anyone for turning down the Super Bowl gig, the halftime gig. Mm-hmm. But it, he on his Instagram, he's always shouting somebody out who's wearing, like, the black number seven jersey. Okay. Like, yo, thanks for standing with me. Yo, this is a stand-up dude. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's weird in a way because people forgot about the cause and started focusing on the guy. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of perpetuating that kind of thing or, or, or um, promoting that kind of thing by saying, oh, well, oh, this is my dude because he's wearing the black Kaepernick hashtag I'm with Kaepernick jersey or whatever, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like people are forgetting about the cause behind it. No, mm-hmm. no, nah, nah, and I'm with that too. I think like, it sucks. Yeah, yeah. And I also feel like you shouldn't have mess. Like I, I don't know. I don't. I don't even know if you get paid to perform at the Super Bowl. I actually heard a rumor that you got to put up your old money for the. I'm assuming for the production course. 
mm-hmm. of, uh, of the show. But, you know what I mean, um, I think it would have been a great look for Cardi B to be up there. You know what I mean? And I, I don't think she, I wouldn't have looked at her as if, oh, she's Uncle Tommen for performance. She has a career. She's got a kid. You know what I mean? She's her, her, right. her star is big. Like, perform on the biggest stage. And uh, I don't I don't like that that became the narrative. Or, or people were kind of like trying to get at Travis Scott for it. And, you know what I mean? He kind of had to defend himself in a sense of saying, like, you know, I'm, I'm cool with Cap. I ain't got no issues with Cap. You know what I mean? Like, that, that's that's his moment. Next year, he might not be where he's at right now to have that opportunity. So I don't knock him at all for doing that. And I think you could be both. You could chase your money or, and, and want to ascend your star as well as being like, I believe in what Kaepernick believed in. Or, or even the thing you just mentioned, I just believe in Kaepernick and think he's cool for standing up for himself. You know what I mean? Right. I don't, I don't think the two have the, the two can be mutually exclusive to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was a, that was a, uh, a issue of it. I think it was funny because before the Super Bowl even started, I think one of the big stories that they had going on was uh, Twenty One Savage. Twenty First Savage. <laughs> Twenty One Savage of uh, damn, I was like, I want to say of Atlanta, but I think uh, wherever he's from, he he resided in Atlanta and uh, was apprehended by ICE agents uh, saying that his visa had expired. And he possibly could be deported due to that, um, which which brought out the revelation that he's not from the United States; that he's actually from the UK. Now, I haven't heard any details of like, all right, uh, he moved here when he was this and this age, and how long he's been here. But I don't know. Maybe it was, it was just assumption. I just kind of assumed he was from the dirty, <laughs> the dirty. I mean, <laughs> so you? I'm trying to like indication of what to, at what age he came to the states. Not that I know of. From what I read, the visa was like a four-year visa. He had gotten in trouble um, for a marijuana charge. Um, he had got that taken care of and, I guess, sealed, vacated and sealed. Um, so he was trying to reapply, and they just kept him in limbo for a long time. So at least four years ago, you know what I mean? It has to be something possibly longer than that, but... At least four years ago, he made his way over here. But I don't know. Maybe just the way he talks. I'm, 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 I'm actually going back now, listening to some, like fine, with a fine tooth comb to his lyrics and trying to see if I hear anything. What he was saying, born and raised in, <laughs> in this and that neighborhood or that and that. But I definitely did an interview with him in, in his, in his home neighborhood, and I got the vibe that he grew up there because I don't see anybody moving there. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. But but I, I maybe he ne- maybe he could be a hundred percent right. He never just actually said he was always from there. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, he has Jay Z uh, helping him out now in terms of legal representation. Rock Nation hired a, a, a lawyer for him and saying that uh, this is a violation of his rights and actually holding him without bail is a, a violation of his rights as well. But that's how ICE is getting down. There's like this dude up here who's like a, a soup kitchen chef in uh, upstate New York and. They arrested him on immigration charges, and I just seen that was about three weeks ago, and I just seen they um, postponed his case, and they still gonna keep him in there. I'm like, that's, damn, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, like that's fucked up, bro. But the and and he has like like the mayor of Albany, you know, what I'm saying, dropping tweets about him, saying this is unfair, this isn't what the uh, this isn't what the law was made for, and this, that, and the third. Um, I think 21 Savage himself threw some type of statement, said that he feels like. He's being targeted because he had lyrics about Ice on his on his uh, most recent album. I don't know if Ice really cares that much, but it does. It, something does seem a little weird about it. Um, now, do you think that this affects the how you view Twenty One Savage, like in terms of uh, authenticity? Hell no. <clears throat> I, I saw um, you know 
on social media and articles that he loses some kind of credibility because he's British and not from Atlanta. I mean, you could be both. All right, look at all them Haitian dudes who's extra about it in Miami. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, because you're not American or you're not from Atlanta. I think people assume, just like you, I think you, you just mentioned it, that you just assumed that he was American. Like, mm-hmm. you wouldn't think that he's British, but that's just where he was born, and I think he spent his early life there. But when you think about it, he was he was in Atlanta long enough to get down with whatever he got down with. Yeah, 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 yeah. For that to, yeah, for it to not to be like a, a CB4 MC Gusto situation where he he seen Twenty Two Savage and was like, <laughs> I'm gonna just, I'm gonna, I'm the one before the one. You know what I mean? It was like he took somebody else's lifestyle and just decided to make it his own. So I, I and I like Twenty One Savage in terms of you know what I mean his music. I like it's catchy. He's catchy music. He's a uh, he's different. You know what I mean? His flow is different. Um, I like his music a lot. Yeah. So yeah. I I don't see I don't see this I don't foresee this issue uh stopping me from listening to his music. If anything I could listen to it more. But I think the internet kinda had that uh I think the only person I really could think to compare it to on the top of my head was like when Rick Ross's CO picture came out where it was kinda like, Oh, this is a gotcha moment, you know what I mean? And right. it, internet memes kinda ran with that. And it, it caused something that I I think was a real double standard a lot that People were kind of like offended that people were making fun of it. You know what I mean? I heard something like, uh, "Was it?" Uh, I think making it was, fun of what Rick Ross or this Twenty One Savage no, thing. The Twenty One Savage thing. Um, yeah, saying, like Chris Brown uh, reposted that that um, meme video and then Offset. Yeah, yeah, and Offset's his friend, so I can see why Offset you know doesn't think it's funny, even though. And or, or another thing I heard was people like, "Oh, you making fun of somebody locked up?" And I'm like, "Wasn't we just doing that to Takashi about two weeks ago?" <laughs> like I, I don't see why, why there's this double standard. I think I, I, I hope I'm not misquoting. I think De- uh, Charlemagne gave Demi Lovato donkey of the day because because she had a joke. It wasn't like it was like oh something along the. I think she reposted a meme actually something along the lines of he writes his lyrics with a feather pen. Um, type, type. That's funny. <laughs> but but he was like oh well she's not from the culture so she how is so we just allowing her to just come in here and make fun of our people and i'm like first of all you make fun of your people every day <laughs> you know, he destroys his people <laughs> my lord it's like and then 21 savage don't say I, I i make music for black people i make music for white people we make music for human consumption she knows his music you know what i'm saying she could she could make fun of him the same way chris brown could make fun of him. you know what i'm saying the same way anybody that you think is cool you can, I, I thought that was corny to be like oh well she's white i think he tried to say oh she just went through her own shit Chris Brown going through his own shit. Chris Word. Brown got arrested like a, like a week or two ago in France. You know Demi's not allowed to dress up as Cardi B for Halloween, but she should be allowed to make a joke about Twenty One Savage. Yeah, like it's it's and it's not even like a mean joke. It's she reposted a meme. You know what I'm saying that everybody else yeah. was doing. It was caught up in the moment. Everyone was doing it. I don't think she did anything wrong. But that Tommy Loren had a. Uh, a corny ass tweet like I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight ice agents at my door. Some shit, some stupid shit like that. But I don't think that's funny. But I don't. I'm not gonna say, oh, well, she's white. She ain't allowed to do that because Twenty One Savage dates white women. <laughs> like how you gonna tell? Does he? <laughs> Isn't Amber Rose white? Or does she not? Nah, identify? I know she's from Africa. I don't know if she's. If I don't. I just. I don't know the answer to that question. Uh, I assume. Yeah, I, th- I thought she identified herself. I know she was. Her mom is Kate Verdian, but I thought she. Her, her pops, like she assumed she uh, identified as half and half, or whatever the case may be. But, oh yeah, I don't know. 
Yeah, but even so, it's not like he's like, oh, well, she's not black. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I can't date her. He dates women of all cultures. They, uh, women of all cultures should be allowed to make jokes about him. I, you know what I mean? Right. Women of all cultures listen to his music. So I, I thought that was kind of like a, a double standard, especially after the Takashi shit. Like, I understand Takashi is a dickhead, but you can't be like, oh, we're going to make fun of this person's downfall and not make fun of this. You know what I mean? Like, I think the internet, it, they kind of get on their high horse with shit like that. Do I think I think the the important part of this is that a lot of those memes was actually funny though. Like yeah. the the memes for him in particular, like probably of all the ones I've seen, probably sixty percent of them are pretty funny, which is a high rate. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying for something that's trending, like Voice that over. that video. Voiceovers are too, was, was on point. The voiceovers are hilarious. <laughs> the one Chris Brown posted, I didn't think it was that funny, but it was probably because I seen a much funnier one before that. Nah, it was pretty funny. Yeah, I mean, I, I probably saw the same like really extra funny one that you yeah. saw before I saw the Chris Brown joint. But when I saw the Chris jo- the Chris Brown joint, I was like, yeah, "This is funny too." Yeah. It's kind of like the Demi Lovato feather feather quill writing his rap raps with a feather quill. That's kind of funny too. It's not like I, I'm not cracking ribs and shit, but laughing. But yeah, it's something if you scrolling down your timeline, it's a chuckle. It's a, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but it just I I mean I wish Twenty One Savage the best. Obviously, I don't want to see nobody locked up. I know he has a lot of kids that uh. That he needs to be taken care of and provided for, mm-hmm. so definitely I hope he, he he comes out on top of this this whole situation. But I just didn't like the whole double standard, especially like oh well you can't make he he cool, so we can't make fun of that. You know what I'm saying? But but this person over here, they they it's all it's bombs away on them. You know what I mean? Like it's it's the internet. They, they're gonna that's what they do. But on the other hand, though, people have a right to defend the guy. I'm not you know I don't know how much outrage is being thrown upon Demi Lovato. Charlemagne, and I mean, he's pretty influential, but yeah, I think he's alone. I don't think that there's a big group of people, yeah, I mean, <laughs> in terms of that, though, right? Because it's it's when you're making fun of anybody, there's somebody out there that'll defend them. Back when we were in school, have we cracked on certain people in on the internet instead of in school? Then there might have been more people to come and defend them, like, nah, man, you can't say that about who you know, this person, yeah, yeah. I don't know how, how internet bullying goes on nowadays. I don't know how, how quick people are to cape up on the... Because the closest thing I could compare it to is, like, chat rooms. And I knew what, what a good joke was running in the chat room. I was thinking of something to follow that up with. Yeah. <laughs> was, yeah. <laughs> you got to ride the wave. Exactly. I wasn't thinking, no, nah, no, nah, leave leave Jeremy alone. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know what I mean? Shit happens. So it is what it is. Um... <laughs> I'm just thinking where to go next, man. Cause man, well, I mean, uh, you, you talk about the, the internet backlash and and uh, a white lady not being able to crack jokes on Twenty One Savage. You could talk about blackface. Yeah, we taking it to Virginia. We're taking it to Virginia, <laughs> back to Bush Gardens plantation. <laughs> taking it back to VA to the Bush plantation. What in the hell is going on in Virginia? Like last we reported on this story, it wasn't even. It was tip of the iceberg. <laughs> last we reported on this, there was a the governor Ralph Northrop. Uh, Northam, yeah, nigga, read some newspapers. <laughs> Northam <laughs> of uh, <laughs> uh, Virginia uh, yearbook photo of, from his medical school. It had a picture of uh, one gentleman dressed in blackface, another gentleman dressed in uh, KKK garb, and I think I. I I'm pretty sure at that, that point when we reported, it was just he came out and had apologized at that moment because that was his first reaction, the apology. Yeah, he uh, apologized, and the next day he said, wait a second, those up. two people might not have been me. <laughs> hold up. <laughs> 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 I, I might have misspoke. 
know, yeah. more, that looks a little too dark than the blackface I've worn. And then, <laughs> and then, and then had a bugged out press conference. Like, I mean, really, I doubt wasn't being blackface, but I did do blackface because I dressed up as Michael Jackson. I actually won that dance contest. You should have seen me. I moonwalked. I did the joint with the hat and the joint, and I leaned over. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, said, yo. My man said, I know that wasn't me in the picture because I have done blackface before. <laughs> <laughs> I've done blackface, and sir, that person in the picture is an amateur. <laughs> He's I can not tell that's the first person that person did it. And I don't know if you guys know. Getting getting shoe polish off your face is difficult, <laughs> and that shit that that statement that that fact that assertion didn't even tie to anything. He's like that shit is difficult, and then went on to another sentence. He didn't even like connect it to his greater point, which is the crazy thing. I think the best moment in that press conference uh, was when the reporter asked him if he can still moonwalk, <laughs> and it appeared as if he thought about doing, proving it, and not, not even <laughs> answering the question. His but wife like, said, "Ralph." Ralph. Inappropri- you, and- inappropriate circumstances, I think, was the exact quote that she used. And then, but you could tell that he's the type of dude, like, this isn't the first time she had to stop him from proving his ability in something, right? They'd probably be at parties and be like, yo, Ralph, can you still do that thing you did in college? Come on, cool man, show me what you got. And his wife, and his oh. wife was like, chill, Ralph, chill. He's like, Sheila, hold my beer. <laughs> oh my dear, you about to see you guys remember the coon man dance? And by the way, we gotta we gotta inform listeners when he was when he was younger, he had a nickname Coon Man, like his good friends called him that. No one quite knows why they call him Coon Man, but they did apparently. Oh, it wasn't related to the Michael Jackson dance contest? I, I don't think that there's been a clear connection there. Okay. I mean, he dances like he does the shit from Thriller and they're like, Coon Man. <laughs> I don't know, maybe, because Virginia is apparently is really wild. Uh, apparently, because uh, not only not only was he uh, was caught up in some controversy, but I believe his second in line uh, has rape allegations uh, against him, which kind of Governor Fairfax. Yeah, that man. Let's back up a little bit. One one lady said that um, it was to call it sexual assault. I guess he. I don't know if the first accusation is the one that said that he forced them to, to perform oral sex in him or something like that. But um, there was that. He was like, you know what he said? It was like that Dave Chappelle joint from the, from the joint when he was like, uh, he could tell Bill Clinton was lying the first time because usually when you get accused, you're like, nah, fuck that bitch. Nah. That's pretty much was his reaction the first time. He's like, nah, man, she's lying. Please believe me. <laughs> And then he he hired the same law firm that defended Kavanaugh, Kavanaugh. through his, his joint. Okay. And then, you know, he's laying low. Then a second lady came out and said, he raped me. Full-blown rape. Full-blown rape, man. It's a rap thing. We was about to have our first black governor. Well, not the first, but he was about to have a black governor. Because <laughs> two black people lost last year. <laughs> they, lost, they lost in the fall. So this was like, I, I was like, all right, cool. Black people are like, all right, cool, we get our black governor, and in Virginia, no less, and then two, two se- sexual violence allegations. Were, it's a rough one. And, but, but, but it doesn't stop there, people. Wait, wait real quick, the, though, real quick before you move on. Were the, the, the identities of the victims um, made public, or is it kind of like on the low? Like, you don't know if they're white women, black women? Uh, they have been made public, but I didn't look into their race. Okay, I got you. Okay. Yeah, but the first one, the first allegation... 
in order of when the allegations came out was from like 2004. I think the the victim was like another campaign staffer, or some kind of political staffer, like a political aide. Okay. This is in the 2004 um the the Democratic National Convention in Boston. Then the second one I think happened in college, and this was like around 2000, oh, the year wow. 2000, when okay. um they were both students at Duke. Wow. And then um. I think she's saying that he preyed upon her because she was a, a victim of sexual assault like a year prior, and that in in college, oh, and wow. um, a basketball player did that. Damn, black bastard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so then, so so you know, Northam is the governor, lieutenant governor, second in line. So who's third in line? The attorney general. So the attorney AG. general. AG. The AG. So let's assume that both um, Northam and Fairfax resign. They gotta the go, AG right? would get it. But then, so now the AG, he says, man, no one will come this way with all that shit. I did brown face. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> I did brown face back in the day. And they tell the stories. And I'm like, I guess you, you got to. I don't know. I don't, like, they, they just tell too much information. But I guess might as well just put it out there because somebody's going to find out. He's like, yeah, I did... Uh, I put on some brown makeup to dress up as Curtis Blow because I really had a fascination with him. Not even for a dance contest, just like. <laughs> Not even. He's like, nah, nigga, I just wanted to be Curtis Blow. That's it. And I'll be honest with you, man. There was like a small part of me that I admired that. Like, it wasn't like. Because the, the Ralph Northam shit was wild. Like, that was straight up. Like, there was yeah. no mistake in it. There was no, well, you know, I really admire LeBron James or whatever. Nah, this guy was painted black with big red lips or big white lips or whatever. Next in, to in Northam's KKK. joint. Next to the KKK. Next member? to a KKK dude. <laughs> yeah. But like this one is like Curtis Blow. Like if you're gonna be racist, I don't know if you would pick Curtis Blow to be like as a like to dress up as him to to emblemize racism. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. hate for black people. If you pick Curtis Blow, I feel as if you really like black people. Now, do other pictures? I there aren't pictures. I think he just put it out there just in case somebody might have had, like, had some kind of photomatic or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Curtis Blow, damn. Um, basketball. Like, not Jesse sports. Jackson or, like, <laughs> if you were a racist, who would you pick? Like, it would, at that time, probably in the early 80s, late 70s. Al Sharpton. Al Don, Sharpton. Don I don't know King. if Al Sharpton was big yet, but let's say Al Sh- Don King's a good one. Right? Mohammed Ali, maybe. <laughs> but Curtis Blow. Yeah, he might have. Yeah, he, he, uh, he had his tape deck rocking. Yeah, yeah, and he's from, I think he's from Virginia, so, like, you pick a, uh, Curtis Blow's from the Bronx, right? Uh, somewhere in the New York area, I want to Yeah, say somewhere over I, I could be totally wrong. I'm just going to say the Bronx, just just to sound confident, but. Birthplace of hip-hop. <laughs> birthplace of hip-hop, but, yo, he picked a dude from the Bronx, and at that time, music wasn't spreading crazy like that. Like, if you got a hold of a Curtis Blow tape, like, you, you liked him. These are the like, breaks. Yeah, these are the breaks. Oh, uh, yeah, damn. That's a. Uh, yeah, man. So that's blackface. That's blackface well, slash rape. <laughs> that's a. Uh, and that's not all the blackface news. That's that's. We're still on the tip of the iceberg here, because uh, Gucci, one yeah, of the Italian, uh, fashion designers, whatever company, uh, decided that they want to release a turtleneck. I like how you try to give the Wikipedia definition of Gucci. <laughs> Gucci? Well, they could have thought I was talking about Gucci, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, Gu- yeah, so uh, last week, Gucci, man, released a sweater <laughs> that was blackface. He had a white lady showing half her face in it. <laughs> With red lips. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Gucci decided they wanted to release a turtleneck that for some reason pulls up over your uh, 
your 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 mouth area, kind of like a like a face mask when you go skiing type of thing, mm-hmm. or when it's really cold outside. Um, but the lips opened, I guess. <laughs> so like you could talk through it. It wasn't like one of those things where you'd be muffled, I guess, if you talked. But it, yeah. it was it was ridiculous because it looked like big black red lips. No, oh, sorry, uh, big black like mouth mouth area with red lips and uh it was it was it made you think of a minstrel uh blackface picture you know what i mean it made you think of of that type of uh picture it, it gave that type of imagery i don't know if that was what they were going for <laughs> but it definitely uh came off like that yeah I, I hope that's not what they were going for but i mean you know yeah and it, they, the execution was was exactly like it it was the similarities impeccable like so honestly sometimes people reach for that shit yeah you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, well, that's like a, a, a call back to... Nah, like, it was... When you look at it, it looks... It looks like a, a minstrel, like a, yeah. a huge red lips. Clown like, lips. The, like the illustrations. Yeah, yeah exactly. And right. I know I know they're like, damn, I knew we should have released the white one first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we should have released the cream one, man. That taupe one was fire. Why we didn't go with that first? Who's the photographer? But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> nah, uh, they were forced to apologize. It looks ridiculous. It's, it's, um, and I'm not type of the person. I'm not type of person that capes up for the, like shit like that. But when fashion people, you got to be careful with them because they'll they'll go crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They, like uh, we reported in the past, the uh, coolest kid in the jungle uh, shirt, a uh, sweatshirt that that was uh, on on websites, um, things like that. So if you don't check them, they definitely will run amok. Uh, so that that I don't believe was a reach. However, what I do think was a reach was um, enemies of uh, Joy Behar from The View decided to re-release a photo that she herself, you know, released on the show. Um, it was an episode where they were talking about a resurgence of curly hair back in 2016. And she posted a picture of herself with uh, curly natural hair. It was her actual hair. Um it was a Halloween costume, so to speak. And she said she went to a Halloween party or a costume party dressed as a beautiful African woman. Um, and then the, she, I think Raven Simone might have asked her, you know, why are you did you are you wearing bronzer or were you what, are you wearing, uh, you know, what 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 makes your skin look that? She just said she used a shade of makeup a little bit darker than her. But people try to come out as if that was blackface, which I think is complete bullshit and <laughs> ridiculous. Um. I don't. I didn't find her costume to be offensive at all. And maybe, I don't know. Maybe if it was, if it would have been Tommy Loren or or Megyn Kelly, <laughs> I think I, I would have to feel the same way. I would hope I'd feel the same way because I'm like, right, now we're kind of reaching. You know what I mean? Um, Meaning but, that you don't, you wouldn't think that it's a, an offense. Exactly. There's some things I think people are doing because one, they don't know better. Two, they're trying to be offensive. And I don't think. Maybe she didn't know better, so to speak, that that because may, maybe there's someone out there who got offended by it. I haven't seen the outrage police jump on that um, picture of Joy Behar, um, and, and, and the View uh, uh, are are showing their support for her and standing with her. But um, yeah, I haven't I haven't come across anybody that's been offended by that. But maybe she should have known that this potentially could be offensive to somebody. I'll give her that. But I don't think that she was wearing that to be offensive or to be funny in any way she performed, as opposed to like college kids doing a a, a party, a thug party. <laughs> or some shit like that where everyone dresses up in blackface and, and wears like bandanas and things like that where they think that's funny you know what I mean right 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 and I didn't get that vibe from Joy Behar nor did she make her skin excessively dark you know what I mean uh, she, she still could pass for maybe a, a, a white woman you know what I mean as, with, with, with a tan if anything that made it an African it was kind of a Af- beautiful African woman costume it, it'd be the dress that she was wearing along with the way her hair looked 
Yeah, I mean, I, I wish that she hadn't used the descriptor beautiful African woman. She could have said, yeah, I mean, I was, well, I don't know, whatever that Gloria Estefan I did. I don't, I can't find a good example, but, <laughs> but just don't, <laughs> but like, just not that. But aside from that, I, uh, I respect what she was doing. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. Raven Simone in that episode when she when she showed that photo thought that it might have been tanning lotion. And I'm not sure if you're familiar with tanning lotion, but I'm it's kind of I guess it gives like that uh, orange reddish brownish tint. Okay. Especially if you're a little bit pale, it makes you look like you're a little bit tan. Okay. So for her, so it's not quite makeup, but sort of it, sort of kind of it is. Okay. So it's for Raven Simone to think it was tanning lotion instead of makeup. That shows that, like, Joy Behar wasn't going too crazy with it, even at that time, right? Because somebody might have actually said, I'm going to do three shades darker. She said, I'm just going to do one shade, probably got some cheap stuff from a a drugstore just to use it for a night and threw it on and tanned herself up a little bit. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I think think people look for a reason sometimes to be outraged. I mean, some of it is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Some of it, you don't have to look for a reason to be outraged. Exactly, it's blatant, it's right in your face, yeah. Just think about it. Joy Behar, knowing what she knows today, released that picture. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, 2016, yeah, but yeah, same thing. Two, Not same far, thing. Three years away, yeah. Years Twitter away. was in full effect, clearly. Mm-hmm. Right? Instagram and all that stuff. It was twi- uh, the outrage was at its height, probably worse than it is like today mm-hmm. in 2016. So she released it, knowing what she knew at that time. Probably didn't even think of the fact that she was quote unquote blackface. Now, now blackface, the term blackface is losing its meaning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you know, and, and we live in a world where 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 Drake has had blackface pictures exposed. You know what I mean? And I don't <laughs> Drake shit is is tragic and hilarious. Cause Drake shit is offensive. Like, yeah, Drake yeah. shit. <laughs> I don't really know what he was going for there. <laughs> Drake shit is, oh boy. Like, Drake shit makes Behar, like, the Behar joint, when you put it in, in uh, the perspective of Drake or Ralph Northam, it's like absolutely nothing. And I, the, this uh, outrage that people have nowadays, just for many issues, they start putting people in the same boat where they have articles talking about Aziz Ansari's comeback in the same breath as, let's say, uh, um, Louis C.K.'s comeback when what they did was two very different things. Very different, yeah, exactly. Well, like the Drake thing, you know, I know that Drake is half Jewish, you know what I'm saying, half black, but if Drake was just 100% black and just happened to be light-skinned, it would still be offensive. Like, it's not yeah. <laughs> it's not that, like, oh, he gets a pass because he's black. Like, like, bro, that's not cool. If the old I mean? if the oldest brother from from um blackish did that, I'd like, oh hell no. <laughs> Word. I don't know what you was going for this Halloween, but that shit ain't gonna rock. Word. And, you know what I mean? But and then as opposed to like I said, Joy Behar or something like that. And and both of them just you might be putting the in the I don't know how old Drake was when he did that, but it's it's ignorance, you know what I mean? I'm I'm hope I hope he knows better now. And I don't think it derailed his career at all or even slowed it down. Oh uh, no, yeah, not mm-hmm. not one single mm-hmm. bit. I mean, if anything, the song the song exactly was more of a derailer than yeah, and I think that that blackface thing was just kind of looped into the the frenzy of that song, right? When the the joint with the kid, I think it it, it was just it was just part of that that wave, and what it, it was there was never time taken to just study that picture by itself. It may pop up like five years from now when Drake is a billionaire, but it it barely made a a dent in his career. 
And I believe and, he, he issued an apology for it, so it kind of, it, it's all right. Like, if it does pop back up, it's not like it's something that he's trying to hide from or, or sweep under the rug. Yeah, I mean? but it's, when but when people do that stuff on social media, they they if they're good at it, they tend to create their own narratives. So they could say, well, he went in blackface and never, ever mentioned the, the, um, the apology, and it'll be as if the apology never happened. Very true. Very yeah. You're very true about that. So you gotta yeah. He's gotta be on the defensive in terms. Of, it's, it, you it, you made a mistake in taking a picture. You gotta face the consequences of it. Yeah. Um, someone who did not do blackface but was equally offensive in an interview he had was uh Taken star Liam Neeson, uh, who had an interview. Oh shit. Where he said that a friend of his was sexually assaulted or or, or I believe raped. Um, he asked the, the race of the person who did it or who or she knew who it was. Said it was a black man. Um, and he used the term, he uh, carried around a kosh, um, hoping hoping to run into a black bastard or something like that. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, or, or, oh, no, no, yeah, hoping he ran into the black bastard or any black bastard that would have a, that was, uh, have an issue with them. And um, in the interview, he does ex- express remorse for feeling that way. And um, so it, it's a two-headed. Uh, it's two issues at play here. Wait, I don't. I don't necessarily know why he used the term "black bastard" unless he was just trying to like for dramatic effect show how upset he was at the time, which I which I could I could see him um, doing that. But it also, or t- I'm glad that he expressed the remorse and 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 went on to explain that this isn't the way you, sh- you should feel. You shouldn't want to take it out on an entire race of people. But um, definitely got you know people that from both into the spectrum feeling some type of way about it. Some people were like, all right, you know, it is what it is. I can move on from it. And some people were like, I'm not watching his movies anymore. You know what I mean? So um, he's even backed out of certain Tonight Show, appear- oh, sorry, uh, talk show appearances. And uh, just because he doesn't want to have to deal with the controversy of that taken away from, I guess, the film he was promoting. Um, mm-hmm. How do you feel about, about the situation with Liam Neeson? Are you turned off by it? Do you think you can still support his work? Or how do you feel about it? I mean... Liam Neeson, nigga, I ain't saying Denzel Washington. I go out for a movie just because Liam Neeson in it, is in it. Yeah. I didn't go see gangs in New York and be like, Yo, "This nigga Liam Neeson, I heard he kills it in this joint." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but do uh, do I feel like I got a boycott? Not, not really. But I think that the problem is that Pete. This a hard. That's a horrible situation when you think about it, right? Like this shouldn't be minimized at all. Like this is pretty serious. The fact that a white person or a person of any race that's not black, something happens to somebody that they love or like, and they say, I'm just going to beat somebody up who's black. Now, right? that's the same concept behind lynching. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I, I think this guy whistled at a person. I'm just going to go string up a black person, even though I don't care about um, due, due process or anything like that. He was about to carry out an extra judicial punishment, pretty much. He's going to be the cop, the judge, the jury, everything. Possibly the executioner. Possibly, possibly the executioner. That's a big, big deal. But I think that the problem is that people ignored the growth or ignored evaluating that growth. Right? Like, they didn't say, well, I wonder where he is now. Let's let's really look at this in perspective. And with this whole outrage culture and... um social justice warriors, we don't like to evaluate growth. What we do like to evaluate is one incident frozen in time, and that scares me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It scares me that they 
if something happened 30 years ago, it's like, all right, well, that thing happened and not put it in perspective. So that's not a defense. What it is is just putting it in perspective and giving context to to an incident. So he's about to beat black people up with a crowbar. That's horrific. But let's think about where he is now. Did he learn from it? Why, what, what would make him want to say that on Good Morning America to Robin, what's the name? Robin Roberts? I believe so, yeah. The black lady from Good Morning America. Like he's, Let me say it again. He said it on Good Morning America, but that's not all. He said it to the black lady on Good Morning America. He didn't say this shit to George Stephanopoulos, nigga. This, <laughs> <laughs> you don't understand what I'm saying. I wish I could show y'all my hand movements over the over the podcast, over the headphones, but it's it's, it's for real. But that to so me yeah. sh- shows like maybe that he didn't maybe want to be offensive with it. That that you know what I mean? Like he 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 wasn't trying to offend anybody or, or say anything like that. Like he really was just trying to express how he felt in the moment to Robin Roberts. You know what I mean? Like that's I mean, that's. To and be he, fair, racists never. A lot of times, racists don't always look to offend somebody. Sometimes they just talk about racist shit and be like, "Oh, I thought you should have known that." Mm-hmm. Oh, that's funny. You you think you could work here, nigger? They're not trying to offend you. They're just trying to be, hey, I think that you can't work here because you're you're a black person. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So I think a lot of times they don't purposely try, try to offend people. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know if to evaluate him on how offensive. He thought he was mean, but I think that I personally think that he thought that we could have a conversation about where he was and, and where he is now, and he didn't probably underestimated what because not only what countries he's from, but his age, right? He probably underestimated that people are like gonna blind out everything else and just look at the fact that you're about to beat black people up. And I think uh, the scary thing about what you said is the way that information is given out nowadays there's people who didn't who, who aren't going to hear the other part of that interview right <laughs> who are only going to hear the black bastard part maybe be inspired by that thought or yeah yeah you, you know what i mean be like oh i felt the same way too when my friend got jumped by a bunch of black guys or my friend got jumped by by some white dudes or hispanic you know what i mean so it, it's it's very dangerous that's why i think it, him i understand why he backed out of interviews because you could be you know what i mean just you could get the, the curveball in an interview you don't know how to come across, and it could make the situation probably worse than it is. But um, yeah, yeah, there's something to discuss because the more information you put out there, the more clips there are for people to digest of it. You know what I mean? Right, right. More opportunities for them to hear the the other sentiment that you expressed in that interview rather than cutting the two-second clip and just running with that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, social media is, is, is horrible. It's, it's, <laughs> in, some, in many ways, it's good, but in many ways, it's horrible, especially when it comes to nuanced conversations like this with like race or sexual assault where there are new nuances social media lacks all nuance no you're right yeah you're right because the way it's, yeah, it's the way it's digested and that actually brings us to our final little uh story it's like a have you heard i don't know if you heard but delta passengers um had an issue because there are diet coke napkins um on delta planes they, they they've apologized and removed them now but basically I don't see the outrage on this, and I think that's it goes to like this how things could go on social media and just cause a stir without there really being that much of an issue. Uh, it's a regular napkin, has a picture of a Diet Coke on it, Diet Coke can. Um, so because you're on a plane full of interesting people, and hey, you never know, um, then you, you write your name and your number. It has a, a, like a line on it for your name and your number. It said, be a little old school, write down your number and give it to your plane crush because you never know. 
and I could be wrong, and I haven't heard any reports. I guess it would be creepy if, like, the person next to you just hands you a napkin and now you're stuck on a plane with them for five more hours. Yeah. <laughs> not wanting to talk to them. But you also could just be like, no, I'm not interested. Or I'm, I'm, To be honest, I don't really want anybody handing me napkins. Like, that's not my thing. <laughs> I don't know what you did with that napkin. I don't know, you know what I mean? Unless I just sneezed or something like that. You think I, you're handing me a box of tissues? Yeah. That's different. But I don't really want you handing me a napkin. But I also don't see why they felt the need to have to apologize for this. Because it, it, it's why? just an outrage. Huh? Well, this, I mean, this is kind of, this is really tone deaf. This is. In terms of, in terms of what, the Me Too thing, you think? Or? Uh, well, yes. I mean, you can, I mean, it's the elephant in the room, the whole Me Too business. And then um, the idea of like the Mile High Club stuff. And so it, airplane stuff has been, for years, has been associated with a lot of like misogynist type stuff, right? Calling the stewardess and having the sexy stewardess, like these old, old movies. Smacking on our butt, like in some, some of these, <laughs> like, like the like, <laughs> just that idea of just being on, being on an airplane where people think of the Mile High Club and the Me Too era, like to have this thing. Now, I, this would have been dope like thirty years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Like in nineteen eighty nine. Okay. Just yeah, like be, meet somebody, date somebody, where that thing was a little bit more accepted in culture. See, cause cause now I got this. I, I got this theory that we, as we're growing as a social media culture and this isolated culture where, you know what I mean, you could, we don't play video games in the same room anymore. You could be in your house, I could be in my house. And, you know, we essentially we're playing together, but in reality, we're in a room by ourselves. You know what I mean? Or people, they're more likely to get on a dating app, whereas opposed to if a guy approached them on the street, it's kind of like, whoa, whoa. But... You know what I mean? Because it's something dangerous about that. It's something like, whoa, I don't know this guy. You're approaching me. You're talking to me on the street. It could be just as dangerous as you talking to a dude on a dating app. You know what I mean? But you kind of like fool yourself into thinking, well, you have more control of the situation. When, you, when, you, when you're ready to ghost them, you can ghost them as opposed to someone just approach you. But it's like this disconnect that we as people have, whereas I feel like Coca-Cola is trying to take it back to that. You know what I mean? Take it back to, hey, I like, I like you. You like me. Check yes or no. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thing. I see that. I'm, but also, right? So it's that whole danger thing, and you feel like you have less control. But also, um, women are more so encouraged to exercise their voice nowadays, where it's like, well, I don't like you. Why does or why does it have to be that when I walk, I can't just walk like you, right? Mm-hmm. Just I, I, you being a guy walk from here to the store and like you're good like you just go to the store you pick up honey buns and swish your sweets or whatever okay. and walk back home but me as a woman i walk out i have to be on edge you know if a guy sees me and i don't feel like smiling like smile why don't you smile like that type of shit mm-hmm. like women want more agency in how they navigate the world so it's that also so like if a guy right and guys would probably be more likely to fill this thing out fills this thing out and hand it to a woman she probably feels like, oh, not even on the airplane can I just get some peace. So I think there's that element to it also. I can see that. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. Yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah, there's two sides to it. You know what I mean? And um, Coca-Cola's apologized. Um, and Delta's apologized as well. So it's something to move on from. But it's it, it just it's just something to think about, I guess. You know what I mean? And I, I kind of wish we could go back to that day where 
I'm, my fear is that as we as we get older and as time goes on, that we're disconnected from each other and that type of socialization is fading away. Where where you're like, hey, you know, I think you're attractive. You know what I mean? It's, it's fading away. Where where people are now going to be more hesitant towards that. Which maybe we've put ourselves in our own situation. You know what I mean? Because yeah. people have taken advantage of, of of things in the past, and that's that's where we're at as a society right now. But that's that's just a little something to think about, something to put out there. And uh, that's episode fifty one right there, brother. We got another one in the books. Um, yeah, yeah. Always, a, yeah. <laughs> always a pleasure rocking with you, man. Where can people find you on social media if they would like to send you a message, Doug? Me and my underscore 35 Instagram. By the way, check out that True Detective because it's fire. Mahershala Ali killing it. HBO, right? Uh-huh. What uh, what episode are they on now? Five. Oh, damn. Okay. Yeah, nice, nice. Um, This is season three, right? Season three. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. That's uh, yeah. good, uh, good advice right there. If you want to check us out on social media, make sure you go to Instagram. Check me out at Plickapeezy, P-L-I-C-C-A-P-E-E-Z-Y. Also, you can check out the Perfect Talk podcast at Perfect Talk Radio on Instagram. Yeah, I think that's about it, man. We're holding it down. We're doing the damn thing. And we'll be back again next week, man. Say goodbye to the people, dog. Au revoir. Peace.